said, ain't he all right? Isn't God good? Come on and put your hands together. Yeah. No matter what you're going through, God is good. We've come to worship. We've come to give God praise. Can you praise God in the house of God? One more time. Oh, bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Forget not all His benefits. Come on, He got some benefits up in here. Yes, sir. When I got the call from Pastor Edmonds, I was like, excuse me? I was like, you're breaking up. Are you trying to reach my wife? You didn't get that. You missed that. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's preaching more than I am in the name of Jesus. Can I get a witness? Go on ahead and loose her and let her go. Come on and say happy birthday, Carla. Amen, amen. Today is her birthday. And she's having, actually, she looks at it as her anniversary. Yeah, her 20th anniversary to something. Yeah, I ain't going to tell you what that other something is. It's good to be in the house of God. It's safe in here. The Spirit of God is in this place. Our pathfinders are doing fine. Everybody's good. I, I saw a post uh, that my wife showed me about one of your, I think it was one of your campers here from, from Glenville. Got her tent all pitched and everything and, you know, took a picture of it. It was all nice and neat, ready for inspection. But what, what messed me up was she had a carpet on the floor. Come on, man. Are you serious? And then the next thing you know, it rains. You know, if you're going to be a pathfinder, you got to get baptized in the tent. Isn't that right, Joy? you got to be, if you're a real pathfinder, your shoes have got to get soaked. Would you say amen? We're here today to praise the Lord. And I want to thank God for the leadership of your pastor. I thank God that he walks with God and will not move unless God moves. And I am grateful for his friendship and for the, and for the privilege. I'm going to let you know I'm... Count me in. I'm going to be contributing. Let the church say amen. amen. My wife is looking at me like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what? You can't stop. You cannot not give. You cannot not move when the Lord is all in, into it. I want to praise the Lord for your praise team, uh, for your musicians. You know, it, it's a wonderful thing to be where people want to be somewhere. There's nothing worse than... Folk being where they don't want to be. But I want to praise God for the privilege today. And I want to just share with you what I'm all about. If you want to know what Steve is all about, it's in John 5. Run with me there quickly. John 5. Yeah. John chapter 5 and verse 39. I just, I'm just a nobody trying to tell everybody about somebody who can save anybody. Oh, come on. And if, and if that doesn't excite you... We got to get our spiritual pulse checked every now and then. Uh, It's a joy. At at Westside, we are are into what we call give me five. I know you got yours. And I I wish I would have known. I would have brought my jeans in here today too. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, I would have worn my t-shirt. But at Westside, we believe in give me five. Number one is service. Number two is worship. Number three is prayer. Number four is study the word of God. And don't you forget, number five, stewardship. If we will focus on those things, God is going to bless you and you will grow. John 5, verse 39, Jesus said, 
Search the scriptures, for in them you think you have what? Eternal life. But then he said, they are they which do what? Testify of me. Glenville is all about Jesus. Westside is all about Jesus. Oberlin is all about. And as long as Jesus gets lifted up, everything is going to be all right. You know, I went to a hospital uh, not long ago, actually a number of years ago to be correct. It was down in Dayton, in the Dayton area, one of our hospitals in Kettering. I think it was called Sycamore Glen. And as I went into the hospital, I saw, can I move around here okay? Is that okay? Can I? Okay, all right. I I saw a plaque at the hospital, and uh, I believe it was a quote from Charles Kettering that simply read this. An organization can accomplish anything as long as they don't care who gets the credit. But we care at Glenville. Yeah, we do. We care. We want Jesus to get the credit. We want our Lord and Savior to get the credit. Pray with me. Father God, I want to thank you for this privilege. Responsibility too. I'm so grateful that you reminded me I can't do it. It's not about me anyway. I'm so grateful, Father God, that we are centered. This pulpit is right in the middle of the church. Because God, we, the word of God is central. Unless the word of God says so, we, we, we don't know. We, we don't know what to do. Well, God, today I, I ask that you will speak. Be lifted up in the name of Jesus. Father, so that even individuals walking by here will be drawn in here. Father, maybe there's someone that is just a couple of blocks from here. Maybe they're about to, to snort their last. Maybe they're about to smoke their last. But in the name of Jesus, we are interceding for them. And we ask, Father God, they don't need to know about Glenville, but they do need to know about Jesus. And so we pray in Christ's name that you will move, that you will stop that person. Father, dispatch us today. It's dressed down day. So we got to get down like you got down, Jesus. We need to be in the streets. Have your will in your way. Now, Father, Lead and guide and direct. Get the glory, Father. Uh, allow, uh, allow your word to be clear. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. I understand the name of the group is called Chosen. Chosen, give them a hearty amen. 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 I, I, had to, I started counting, and there are absolutely 12 of them there. Now, is that the, is that the full group? Nobody was missing today. Praise the Lord. That's the disciples. Amen. Well, you all keep it up. Keep it up. I'd like to also thank the Lord for one of my mentors, Elder Davis. I thank you for your leadership. Uh, I came in after he left Oberlin. And I just pray and hope that I know that he has been praying for us along the way. One of the songs that you guys said, sang today reminded me of that old story. You, you said, I'm going to praise the Lord and I, I'm just going to shake it off and keep on going. Is that what you said? Is, is that what you said? You, now, you know what story I got to tell. You know, but beloved, because ladies and gentlemen, it's I believe in the 80-20 rule. I believe in the 80-20 rule. And and I'm not talking Elder Long, I'm not talking about the rule you were talking about, although I, the Lord the Spirit said, do say something about that. We gotta do better, amen, church. We and we will do better in Jesus' name. It's a shame that that 20% of the church carries the load of the church financially. That's everywhere, but we're gonna get better, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. But the 80-20 rule I'm talking about this morning is, is the fact that life basically is 20% of what, 
of what happens to us. The other 80% is how we respond to it. Well, come on and praise the Lord in here today. Life is basically 20% of what happens to us. The other 80% is how we respond to that. I've had my heart broken. I've been through, I remember getting in line for public assistance. Somebody, somebody doesn't know what I'm talking about here today. You, don't you know I got in line and I didn't have all my paperwork together. So I had, you, it's always a paperwork thing. So I had to leave. But by the time it was time to make another appointment, God had blessed me because I'm a, I'm a Malachi man. Can you say amen? It's about how we respond. And so as they were singing the song, you remember the song, the old story about the, 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 the farmer looked at his mule one day and said, um, it's just time. He didn't have the nerve to shoot the mule. So what he said was, you know, you know the story. He said, I'm going to dig a hole, and I'm just going to bury the thing. You know, I'm just going to. And I really, I think that's kind of worse. You know, just get, you know, just do it and get it over with. And so he went out there, he dug the hole, put the mule in there, and he started throwing it. But every time the dirt fell on the mule, he shook it, up, he shook the, shook it off, and he stomped it down. Come on, somebody. Come on, you got to get, every now and then you got to get your shake on. And I'm not talking about the Harlem. Come on, somebody. Every now and then you got to get your shake on for Jesus. And the way we do it is because of not what's on the outside, but what's on the inside. Can I get a witness in the house of God? You can't touch me. You can't mess with me. I'm a child of God. Yeah, yeah. I'm a child. And you know, when I grew up, Oh, by the way, let me fin- finish the story. My wife is like, come on, finish the story. <laughs> he shook it off. Next thing you know, horse got a look, looking, at the, looking at the farmer straight in the face. The farmer just helped the mule on out and just let him on go. Ladies and gentlemen, somebody, somebody doesn't like us. That's okay. My problem is not with my boss. My problem is not with my tricked out, tripped out, uh, uh, whacked out, uh, cracked out co-worker. That's not my problem. My problem is with a, 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 an angel that got evicted. And misery loves company. But I read that he got evicted. That lets me know who got the juice. Mm, mm, come on, somebody. His, mm, his name What's his name? I said, what's his name? Yeah, his name is G. And you know what? The more we talk about him, it's going to be all right. Somebody's got to hear about Jesus. I sent your pastor a text with a picture of a LeBron t-shirt. Y'all praying for him, ain't you? Yeah. I'm talking about your pastor, not LeBron. Send him a text with, with a picture. I mean, it wasn't even a week when they announced that he was coming back. You know, but, but let's, let's get excited about Jesus. Would you say amen? I spent 10 years in the ministry. Sister Dunn, wasting time. I spent 10 years in the ministry not knowing that... Okay, let's, let's break it down this way. Does God... Okay, God loves you more when you're obedient. Amen? And that's what I thought, Dwayne. I thought 
that if I studied more, I thought that if I was on time for Sabbath school, excuse me, Sabbath school university, I thought that if I was, if I went to, if I did these things, if I gave out more food, I thought that if I got it right, that Jesus loved me more. Would you please turn to your neighbor and say, neighbor, God loves you and there's nothing you can do about it. You didn't turn to your neighbor, did you? You're looking at me. (laughs) What a mighty God we serve. And so this 80-20 rule is very interesting because I've come to the point in my, did I do something? I've come to the point in my experience and I'm I'm just trying to learn more about Christ because I believe that if I know more about him, first of all, he's going to blow my mind. Second of all, my love for him will grow. Well, there was this guy that, that, that served the Lord. Do you not serve the Lord? Do you not praise him? Are you not in his house today? Did you not have options? I see a couple of our West Siders here. Uh-huh. Praise God. God bless you. I see you out there. But, 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 but hey, isn't, we, we serve the Lord. How many of us recognize that bad things happen to children of God too? Please remember that phrase, child of God. I'm a child of the king. Yes, indeedy. Uh, when I grew up in Springfield, everybody would ask me, we're going to go back, just give me a second. This is a, we're on our way, we're on our way. Go with me to Matthew chapter 9. There was a guy, I'm going to get back to Springfield in a minute. But there was a guy who, who served the Lord. Good deacon. I would rather be a doorkeeper. I believe nominating committee is coming up. Oh, you're mighty quiet, church. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just let me serve. If I'm just passing out the plastic wear, I'm good because I'm in the house of God. And young people, it, I know most of them are Oshkosh. But friends, it applies to us too. When I have found out that when I don't do what I'm supposed to do, I'm going to get in trouble. Is there a witness in the house of God today? So whatever God asks you to do, just do it. Just do it. And so this man was doing it. And he was serving God. He was a ruler. You know his name. His name's Jairus. And over in Matthew chapter 9, his name is not brought out. It's brought out in Mark 5. But in Matthew 9, he's the ruler in the synagogue. He's serving God. And he's, he's doing the best he can with what he's got. Now, that's all God asks us to do is to do what? Be faithful. So he's working for God. Next thing you know... His daughter gets sick. Hold your finger right there on his daughter gets sick. See, when I grew up, I had some struggles. But somebody said, your blessing is in the pressing. (laughs) Oh, you didn't get that. You missed that. Thank God for the struggles. One of the things is, and as I grew up and I, and, I, and, and I would get into the, I remember one day I was out flying a kite, minding my own business with my buddies. You look at me and you know all of us have to identify. We have to classify. That's just what we do. That's a hummingbird. That's a cardinal. I'm a bird watcher. Amen. Well, uh, that's an oriole. I saw two of them this year. Praise God. Uh, uh, that's a, that, that, that is a, a woodpecker. Uh, uh, that is a, you know, a, a Baltimore. That is a, a robin or what have you. But we like to classify. And so 
It wasn't any different for me. People looked at me. And back in that day, I had some hair. You didn't have to say it that loud. Come on, Blood Elder Jim. Mount Vernon Academy, class of 79. You can see my senior picture. Yeah, I look like Tony Orlando. I had all that hair down there, boy. Not like that now, though. But, but people couldn't figure out what I was. Now, if I walked like this, they knew what I was then. Come on, somebody. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I guess he's, yeah. But then this guy, we're out there flying kites. And ladies and gentlemen, what we're saying here is our identity cannot be wrapped up in our DNA, but what I call our INA, or rather ENA. DNA stands for deoxyribonucleic acid. Come on, praise the Lord. But INA stands for Emmanuel nucleic Oh, you didn't get that. Emmanuel nucleic acid. And as they saw me out there, they said, you know what they said to me? They said, remember Pearl Harbor. They thought I was Chinese or Japanese. <laughs> then one day I read something in a Sabbath school lesson. Sabbath school lesson said, you never be good on your identity until you accept Jesus Christ. Carla said something in the Sabbath school lesson this morning so critical. And that is, the Bible says, love your neighbor as you love yourself. Some of us don't love ourselves. And I didn't because I couldn't identify who I was. And I was like, man, what? But then, then I realized, oh, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm adopted. Come on with me to Matthew 9. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Matthew 9. Are y'all with me here this morning? All right. We, got, we just got a few more minutes here. Oh, yes, we just got a few minutes. Matthew chapter 9. We're going to take a look here. Jairus says, my daughter is sick. And one of the things that we have to be ready for, my young people here that don't have children yet, and those of us who do have children, some of, we have to be ready for this. And that is a, there is a principle. It started way back in Exodus 10 and verse 8. And that was Pharaoh told Moses, you can go, but your kids need to stay here. Moses said, I don't think so. He said, we're all going to go. The devil has not changed his M.O. He is after our young people. And I want to thank God today that there are 50,000 young people at Oshkosh. Praise God. But the beauty of it is, is that we have to show them what Jesus is like. We have to accept them just as they are and let them work through this. The devil is after youth because he understands that that is the foundation. Young people are building a foundation from this very pulpit. No, not this very pulpit. It was, a big, it was a big brown desk when Pastor Edwin was installed. And I was here. And remember what he said? See, he said that he said this. A lot... Let me read it out. Okay. He said that how things end up have a lot to do with how they start. Young people, you're building a foundation. And if you found, I know, Pastor, you look around saying, well, Pastor, where are the young people at? Well, they're here. There's a couple of them here. Matter of fact, I got three here. They're mine. Amen. Amen. Justin, you're building a foundation right now. And your, 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 your structure can only go as high as your foundation can stand. In, in Matthew chapter 8, we read, chapter 9, excuse me, we read about Jairus, whose daughter was sick. And so the devil can't get to you, he's going to try to get to your child. 
He's going to try to get to somebody in your family. And, but I, I believe that if, 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 if our roots go deep enough, if our trust in God is strong enough, it's going to be all right. And what I love about it, y'all bear with me here for a second. Let me find that. Matthew chapter 9. And let's begin very quickly here with around about verse 18. Are you there? Would you say amen? Matthew chapter 9 and verse 18, the Bible reads this way. It says, And while he spake these things unto them, behold, let's read it out loud if you don't mind. Behold, there came a certain ruler. And what did he do? What are you doing right now? What did he do? What did he do? What are we doing right now? Something good is going to happen just because you worshiped something that situation is not you you may not have the answer and and sometimes you just have to step away oftentimes when you're taking a test you have to step away from the question because you don't know the answer and then go on to the next one are you with me ladies and gentlemen and every now and then we just have to step away and go worship he stepped away he realized I've, I've, I've done the best that I can do but I thank God for today while I was in the restroom I thank God for fathers would you say amen there are a lot of individuals today and our mission here at Glenville our mission in the Seventh-day Adventist Church is to deal with the fatherless oh you didn't get that you missed that Chelsea you know where I'm going with this because you're at Westside you is to deal with the father we're not talking about individuals who don't know who the DNA is we're talking about individuals who don't know who their daddy is I'm talking about this father would you say amen and it is our privilege to let them know that you have a father that loves you. You have a savior that cares. You have to let them know that, wait a minute, you may not know who your daddy is, but I'll tell you who your father is. When I realized that, when I realized who my father was, I started acting like he was my father. I didn't have a daddy in my life till I was around about 13 years old. He taught me how to shoot a gun. Showed me how to drink scotch, come on somebody, and how to light a camel. But when Sabbath came, it was time to, now you know that's kind of weird, isn't it? <laughs> but I want to let you know, he did give it to Jesus one day. Oh, when he, when, 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 he, when, when, he, when, he, when it was all over, when it was all over, <laughs> he was scotch free. You didn't get that, you missed that. <laughs> uh, he was camel free because he finally gave it to Jesus. So there are a lot of fatherless today. Thank God for Jairus, because Jairus said, this is what I'm going to do. I'm not going to try to act like I got this. Uh, and I know that some of y'all have some ideas about this dude named Jesus. But, but I've, I've seen the way he has been. We talked about it in our class today. We talked about the fact that sometimes when people treat us like crap, excuse me, treat us like dirt, it doesn't mean that we have to respond in kind. The Jesus in us makes the difference. And so sometimes, ladies and gentlemen, you may not give a Bible study, but you're giving a Bible study. Uh, when they give you more work than everybody else at your job, and you say, God bless you, thank you. And deep inside, you want to say, that's not fair. That's not right. You know that I've almost done. All, but, but somebody's watching. I want to thank God for Jairus. Can I get a drink of water for a second, please? Excuse me. Have mercy. Thank God for Jairus. Because you know what Jairus did? He went to Jesus. Now, you know at the hospitals today, they have this little ward. They have a section there called the triage. Checking my time, good. The triage. You know, that's just a French word that means to sort 
or to categorize. Are you with me, church? Yeah. And so when Jairus comes to Jesus, he, he, you know that there's somebody else that's going to need him in a few minutes. Jesus was doing some triage. But when Jairus came to Jesus, I said, when Jairus, when Jairus, I'll get it right. When Jairus, can we call him Jay? Can we call him Jay work? Come on, somebody. When Jay work came to Jesus, when Jay work decided my wife can't fix it, I can't fix it. My pastor can't fix it. I'm going to go to Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen, it's all right to call on him. It's an unlimited calling plan. Would you say amen? The Holy Ghost just told me I need to pace myself. I need to pace myself. I'm getting a little too excited here. So he went to Jesus. He turned off his phone. He didn't just put on silent. Yeah, 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 yeah. He untethered himself. He put his face on the ground. I was at prayer meeting this past Tuesday at Westside. Westside? Yeah, that's how we say it over there. There were young people that had their faces on the floor. Ladies and gentlemen, and I can guarantee you that God was working it out. And so, ladies and gentlemen, the first point, if you're a point taker, is when something happens to you that you don't deserve... Uh, you are serving God as best you can. Uh, even if, wait a minute, for those of us that, my wife taught me this one, there are stragglers and there are strugglers. There's a big difference. See, if I'm straggling, I'm not real with God. But even when I come to him in my struggling state, even when I come to him, and I've got all these, you better close the closet because my closet's getting kind of full with all that stuff in there. Doggone it. Even, I just cut myself, I'll be hurting. Uh, even with all those things going on, I can still come to Jesus. How do I come to him? Jairus shows us. Stop what you're doing. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. That means I got to, you see, the problem is, is that I can't stop what I'm doing unless I come to Jesus. So Jairus, he puts it on pause. He comes to Jesus in prayer. He turned everything off. There are times, and I guess my children understand it. I might need a Band-Aid, by the way, if somebody could help me out here. I just hit this. And I don't know who's, but my children, there are times when my children will come in, like, is there a doctor in the house? No, it's not that deep. Listen, church, listen, I'm not what I used to be. I'm not what I'm going to be either. But as long as I keep my eyes on the conference, uh-uh. As long, <laughs> you got that, didn't you? As I keep my eye on the pastor. No, 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 no. By the way, you know I have a pastor. <laughs> yeah, I got a pastor. There she is right there. Come on, somebody say amen. That's my pastor right there. As long as I keep my eye on Jesus. I'm going to be all right. You see, the issue was not with Jairus. The issue was with his what? Daughter. We are 40 for family. It's about time that we claim that verse over in Isaiah where it says, excuse me, let me see if I can find that again. 
Let me see if I can find that. In Isaiah, somewhere over there, bear with me, church. It's somewhere in there. I know I put it in here. You know it's in here, but you, you, yeah, yeah, Isaiah 49 and verse 25, where God, where it's about time that we claimed it, Elder Long, that God said, I will contend with him that contends with thee, and I'm going to what? Save your what? Children. See, Chelsea, you don't have any children yet, but you can ask God to save them already. Amen. Ladies and gentlemen, if we will just do what? Go to Jesus. We go to him in prayer. We go to him with, with, with Bible study. We just, and by the way, don't make the mistake that my father did. You know what my father uh, went through all those bottles, went through all those years? Because he thought he had to be good enough before he could come to Jesus. I think he got that from one of the saints. Real talk. Yeah, I think he did. But somewhere along the line, probably got it from me. Because I was, you know, I was a Pharisee, man. And I was like, man, it's 930. We got to start Sabbath school right now. What's going on with y'all? Y'all going to be lost. Come to Jesus just as you are. So he comes to Jesus. And he's not, he says, he said that my daughter is dead. The truth of the matter was she was not yet dead. Some of our children are at the point of death spiritually. Go on ahead and go to Jesus. It will be all right. Would you say amen? amen. What I'm loving about Christ today is that when a person is, is actually near death, they, they sometimes they have a fever. You know, some of our children have a fever. You didn't get that. You missed that. Yeah, yeah, they, they kind of got, they kind of they feverish. You, you, you might have quiet out there. Uh, you, I, I've seen it in my children, and I, come on, say amen. Okay, we, we, just a second here. Ain't this a, isn't this a shame? Thank you so much. And I got a doctor. I got a lawyer over here, too. Okay, here it is. It's right here. Right there. No, that's just the blood from the other one. Yeah, okay, thank you. God bless you. Let the church say amen. Thank you. I've never had that happen before. Some of our children are showing, showing signs of near death. We've sent them to Oshkosh. That's great. It does not replace the responsibility and the privilege we have of going to Jesus on their behalf. That's what Jairus did. My problem is, is that what God has been showing me is that a call to prayer is a call to purity. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, I didn't think nobody was going to. Yes, you were. Yeah, y'all want to be pure? Yes, we want to be pure. Because Jesus said, if we regard iniquity in our heart, he will not what? Hear us. So we go to him. We don't get it right. We just go to him like we are. And we say, God, I know that my example is probably what's going on here. Nevertheless, save my child. Some of you ain't even got a boo yet. Go on and pray for your children. I prayed for my children before they were even born. Look at you. And they, look, ain't they good? Look at them. Yeah, they're beautiful back there. They're trying to get down now. When a person is near death, their blood pressure drops. Their, their organs begin to shut down. Spiritually speaking, you get the picture, do you not? Uh, their hearing begins to go. They become disoriented. When individuals are, are going through this spiritually today, and so Jesus tells us that there's this man named Jairus that comes to Jesus. He says, my daughter 
is at the point of death or is dying. All I need you to do, he says in verse, 20, in verse 18, my daughter is even now dead, but come and lay thy hand upon her and she shall live. Do you believe that today? That's a good prayer to pray. Father, Jesus, I need you to go to my son. I need you to go to my daughter. Lay your hands on her. Lay your hands on him. And he will live. That's all we got to do. It's so easy. But you got to believe. In verse 19, Jesus arose and said, let's do this. They said, let's go to your house. And I can't imagine, you know, when, when, when you need Jesus now, you can't put away stuff. You can't, you can't rearrange the furniture. You can't clean up. You, you just, and that's what I love about Christ. It, do you think not, that Jesus did not know the condition of his He came to where he was, where he was about to. The Bible says he rose in verse 19 and he went. And in verse 20, the Bible says, and a woman. A what church? A what church? A woman which was diseased. Now, it's different in the Greek. It says that she was diseased. It did, not mean, it did not say that she was sick. It says that she was what? Diseased. Meaning there was something she had probably done that allowed her to contract this disease. Just a minute, please. which was diseased with an issue of blood of 12 years. Now, you know the daughter of Jairus is what? 12 years old. That's borne out in the book of Mark, chapter 5. But this woman had, 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 had this disease for entirely 12 years. She came behind him, the Bible says, and touched the hem of his garment. You know, Elder Tibbs, if we were talking about that in Sabbath school this morning, I was like, okay, there, there goes the sermon right there. That's beautiful. All right. That's all good. We can hear it, I can hear it a thousand times. The question is, do you see what happened? Because Jairus asked for Jesus to come to his daughter, Jesus was now close enough to where the woman with the issue of blood could get a blessing. What we're seeing here is that when you and I do what God has asked us to do, when we simply call on the name of the Lord and we say, Jesus, I need you to come. I need you to deal with this right here and right now. When Jesus is moving, he will not only bless your family, but somebody else will be blessed. Would you say amen? And I'm grateful for the fact that Jesus can multitask, if you will. While he's doing one thing, he can do another. I can hear somebody saying, pass me not, O gentle Savior. While on others thou art calling, do not pass me by. I'm so glad that somebody called on Jesus at Glenville. I'm so glad that he is able. And when there's a double blessing, when we go to God. And so she comes, and you know the story. You know how she's trying to get through the press. And I don't have time, but you know that she had to, she, if she kept her eyes on the people, she never would have got to Jesus. 
if she kept her, if she just looked within, Carla, if she looked, you know, Whitney Houston said, just look within. But, but Jesus said, you got to keep your eyes on me. And if she would have looked around her, she would have never realized, she would have never got to her goal, which was Jesus Christ. I can't focus on my circumstance. I got to focus on the one who can change my circumstance. I cannot focus on my situation. I've got to, I, I love the fact that we call on God anytime. I like that statement where it says that God, I'm not asking you to, con, I'm not asking you to condition, excuse me, to change my conditions, but I'm asking you to condition me that I might be above my conditions. Would you say amen? What a mighty God we serve. And so this woman began to look at Jesus. She knew that she didn't smell good. She knew that she didn't look good. And she knew that people were going to talk about her, but she pressed on. But what I like about Jesus, and this is, if I'm not mistaken, this is 40 for what? 40 for what? Now see, when you got somebody visiting at your house, you can only refer to them by their name. Or you can say, last evening I, got a, I came home and uh, I was just, it was just before sunset. And uh, I, I had gotten some things, and I, I, my wife was talking real soft. I said, baby, what's wrong? She said, there's a, there's a lady in the house. We have a visitor. I said, oh, that's nice. That's nice. And so when I came home, all I knew was this, it's just a lady. It's, I didn't know her. I still don't know her name. She was taking a survey about uh, teens and smoking. Praise the Lord. And, and, and so, but I, I didn't really know her. But I, all I could refer to her was as you know, the lady or the woman. And so it is here in Matthew chapter 9. We find that there is a woman in verse 20 with this issue of blood. And, but, but, but somebody, Mark 5, says that when she heard of Jesus, uh, when she heard, uh, I'm quoting Micah chapter 2 and verse 13. Somebody out there, we used to say it, Elder Davis back in the day in radio land. Somebody out there, I want you to know that Micah chapter 2 and verse 13 says that Jesus is not the lily of the valley, but he is. It does not say that Jesus is the bright and morning star, but he is. It does not say that he's the fairest of 10,000, but he is. It does not say that he is Alpha and Omega, but he is. It does not say that he is a rock. You know, oh, I wish I could get a church in here. In a weary land, but he is. It does not say that he is a, my bread when I'm hungry, but he is. It doesn't say that he's my... Mm. What I love about Micah chapter 2, and you need to remember this because this... I, can I, I feel like a Glenville light for a minute here. It's our theme song. He'll break every chain. You know why that is? Because Micah chapter 2 and verse 13 declares that he is the breaker. <laughs> oh, yeah. He is the breaker. He's the breaker. And when Jesus got to this woman, wait a minute, I thought the woman was getting to Jesus. Desire of Ages says Jesus got next to her. There was no way all those church folk were going to let Jesus let the woman get to Jesus. They were too busy snapping and, and you know, sending their Instagram. Let me stop. They were too busy. All of, they were too busy with all that. They didn't realize that there was somebody around them. Do I need to quit, don't I? There was somebody around them that needed them, needed Jesus more than they did. So, the Bible says here, 
She turns and tries one more time. If I can just touch the hem of his garment, I'm going to be all right. And the only reason that Jesus is near her is because Jesus is going to help Jairus' daughter. You see, call on the Lord and somebody else is going to be blessed. Jesus knew that virtue had gone. You see, when she, the Bible says in Mark 5, when she heard about Jesus, that's what I love about your church. Glenville, don't stop doing that. Don't stop talking about Jesus. And anybody that's not talking about Jesus, just help them kindly, pray for them and say, look, folk, this is not what we do here. This is not how we live. Talk about Jesus. I, I've had some problems and I've had some, go ahead and help me out here. I've had some cloudy days and I've had some rough times, but I noticed that according to 2 Chronicles 20 and verse 20, that when the praise team gets going first, the battle is already won. And what I've learned is that regardless of my situation, I can call on the Lord. Yes, but that's good. Why don't you praise God before he even blesses? She heard about Jesus. You see, there was a lot of things that were being said about Jesus. They were saying he was a fool. They were saying he was a false prophet. But somebody said, I don't know about what they said. All I know... Is I once was blind, but now I see. All I know is I once had had an issue, and he fixed it. The Bible says that in verse 22, Jesus turned about after she touched him. And you know why he felt it? It's because she believed. And when he saw her, Ellen White says that Jesus, Jesus could have kept on going. You good? Deuces. He could have kept on going. He could have been like, yeah, we got to get to Jairus's. Yeah, we, we, got, we got something to do. But he stopped so that God could get the glory. Sometimes we've got to slow down. Sometimes we might even have to, have to put something aside and, and, and make sure that I want you to know, baby, that this, this couch you're sitting on is, is a blessing from God. I want you to know you like that air in the car? Give God some praise. Come on and say amen. When you get your new church, I did not say if. Glory, hallelujah. When you get your new church, let them know that it was God that did it. Let them know that it was sacrifice. Sometimes we have to slow down and now it's time. The Bible says that when Jesus turned about and when he saw her, he didn't say, woman, can you dig it? Come on, Gio. Come on, man. Can you dig it? See, I'll never forget. I told you I didn't have a man in my life, a father in my life until I was about 13. And I remember that he started calling me son. I'm thinking to myself, I ain't no son of yours. My last name is Vallejo. My dad died when I was three. Then you coming in here talking about calling me son? What he was telling me was, and I didn't realize it, was that he was saying, I love you like a son. It got so good that I wanted to change my last name. It would have been a lot easier to say, too. <laughs> it would have been green. Come on, somebody, and say amen. But the Bible says here in verse 22, 
Jesus turned to her and didn't say, yo. <laughs> he didn't say, home girl. <laughs> it's about family. She just got adopted. Excuse me, please. Can I? According to Roman law, you could give the child away if you didn't like it. Pastor Edmonds has probably touched on this. According to Roman law, if you had one that didn't come out, my wife works with special needs children on spectrums. Can, it, can anybody, can I get a witness, somebody? Yeah, Jesus loves them too, praise God. And by the way, they can teach us a lot. Thank God for children. Amen. But if you didn't like them, Set them, just, just get rid of them. Roman law said you could get rid of a child if you didn't like it. But there's another side to that Roman law. And that's where I come in. That's where we come in. Jesus called her daughter, meaning that you now belong. You know what the word family means? In the, in the Hebrew, the word family means I'm here. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you didn't get that. It means I'm not going nowhere. Yes. You can cheat on me. You can lie on me. You can, you can, you can do anything you want, but I'm not going anywhere. Oh, y'all mighty quiet out here today. I think that we can see that in Jesus. Can I get a witness? If anybody knows what family is, Jesus knows what family is. Because you know how we treated him. My sins put him on the cross. Your sins, every, but in spite of it all, the Bible says that he still calls me. For John chapter 1, are you with me? Radio Land. John 1 and verse 12 says, but as many as received him. To them he gave power. Yeah. To become the sons of God. One of these days, Gio, you're going to have some kids in the name of Jesus. How come nobody said amen? amen. Come on, church. Come on. There are going to be some little Geos running around. Come on, say amen. They're going to look like him. They're going to act like him. Have mercy. <laughs> but see, what I love about this thing about if I receive him. Are you ready to receive Christ today? My problem is I don't act like him. All I got to do is receive him. Uh, they're going uh, uh, to look like Geo. They're going to act like him. And what the Bible says, that I don't care who you are. I don't care where you came from. It says here that if anybody accept Christ, you got the power to become the child. Oh, you know what John 3 says? John 3 says you don't walk around. 1 John 3 verse 1. It says that... I don't walk around telling somebody. Somebody want to read that while I'm talking? Look it up real quick. 1 John 3, 1. That verse says that I don't walk around telling anybody, oh, well, you know I'm a Christian. Why are you cussing around me? Because you was cussing last week? I'm a Christian. 
Chelsea, if I have to tell somebody I'm a Christian, I'm probably not. But I love this verse because it says, if I receive him, and it's not a one-shot deal, I can't just receive Jesus in 1987 and boo, yeah, I'm in there like that. No, I die daily. I need a relationship. Some of us are on 2001's relationship. And it's 2014. Come on, man. Jesus said, if, we re if you receive me, I give you power to become a child of God. You know what that means? I look like him. I walk like him. I smell like him. Come on, somebody. I, I act like because according to Roman law, you thought I forgot about it. Holy Spirit, Roman law, the other part. It says that you can give your child away, you don't like it. This young baby looking at me like, Pastor, man, you crazy. <laughs> Mama better not give me away. But if you don't like it. But the Roman, other side of the Roman law said this. If you adopt a child, oh, it's done. If you adopt a child, that's it. You will not give him, give him up or her up. Isn't that the way Jesus is with you and me? Can anybody say amen this morning? So the woman was no longer called woman. She was called a daughter because she had been adopted. Why? Because she had received Christ. Father God, we thank you today. We thank you today for the 80-20 rule. It's not what happens to us, but it's what we do. And we're going to be like Jairus, Father God. Even when we cause stuff to happen in our lives, we're still going to go to Jesus. Thank you, Father. The Bible says to, he says that he that cometh to me, I will in no wise cast out someone today there are individuals today that just want to come to Jesus you just want to stand up and you want to say Jesus here I am we say like Paul I am what I am here I am moreover there are those of us today that say Lord look we, we got a good thing going but I'm still coming to you God because I know the day that I don't come to you that I'm going to crash I'm going to burn, and you will not get the glory. I cannot depend on myself. I'm coming to you, Jesus. If it's your desire today just to say, I'm coming to you, Jesus. Here, here I am. I'm going to invite you to stand where you are.